Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. Banded in the box! Unbelievable strike! <laughs> My goodness, what a defensive play! Half the crowd can't even believe it! Welcome to The Breakaway Match Week Edition. I'm your host, Connor Sutton, and on today's podcast, lots of good stuff. Some recap from the big Sunday win against Reno 1868 FC, where the Republic got a late Go on a PK from Cami Wassa, and we will actually talk to him briefly from training earlier today, actually, on Tuesday, about some of the adjustments made from last week against the Tacoma draw to the Reno victory uh, on Sunday. So a lot of good stuff there. I wanted to get quickly to my notes from the game. Um, I lost about half of them, so let me go through them quickly. I was thoroughly pleased and thought the Republic played extremely well against Reno Pretty much throughout the contest, um, I thought the adjustments that Mark Briggs made was excellent, that Reno was playing a very tight man-to-man, and the many times that Republic broke down Reno's defense was because of center backs able to advance the ball with the dribble and then dish, and a number of times that got good chances. I mean, offensively, Sacramento was very, very good, as good as they were in the Tacoma game. The main difference was defensively, they were way more consistent. And the the exciting part about that is this defense, because they went four in the back this game instead of a three five two, they it's it's more custom for them. They they that's the the style of defense they want to play more often. And you could tell they were a little more comfortable. There were a few communication breakdowns, but for the most part, they did a really good job of staying in their spots. They did a good job of marking, um, and I thought the defense was was excellent. Adam Grinwis also played very very well. He should get. Uh, enormous credit for the clean sheet. Uh, he retrieved a couple of things that I have noticed in the first two matches back, not not including the March 7th match. I thought Jaime Villarreal and Roro Lopez played incredibly well in the midfield. Um, Roro was outstanding. I mean, one thing that the Republic have been missing the last few years is a guy who is a good free kick taker, and Roro is that and and more. And we saw with the with the goal on the corner kick, against Tacoma with Tomas Hilliard-Arce coming in with the header goal. But uh, it just seems like his crosses always give Sacramento an opportunity to get a goal. Um, And in this match, that was was the case. I mean, they had a number of opportunities that they missed. 22 shots, I mean, and a lot of unlucky misses. Uh, And I think very, very exciting to see what the Republic can do coming off this match because a very... Very big match it was, and they showed up. They played extremely well, I thought, throughout the 90 minutes. Um, so very exciting, and cons- consistently have they have been very, very solid. One of the things that I think is especially encouraging is the fact that they are holding themselves to a very, very high standard, and they are not satisfied with the two draws in the first two matches. And even though they remain undefeated, they have five points in three games, which is relatively good especially from where their group is at. They beat the top team in the table so far in their group and now have leapfrogged them. They are still not complacent, and I think that's really, really important for this team. They know how talented they are, and we talked to Kamiwasa about that shortly, is he just, and he talked about this from the team's perspective, is they all think that they are very, very good, and they know that they have the talent to win the title, and they know that two draws to start the season is not up to their standards, and that's important for them. So they they know that this is something that, because of the group stages, you can't really fall behind because, and Kamiwasa will talk about this in a little bit, if you fall behind in the group stages, 
and you're six, seven points down, there's so few opportunities to make up for those lost opportunities. And they're aware of that. And I think that's something to keep an eye on as the season resumes. We also talk about LA Galaxy 2 coming up this weekend and then Orange County as well. So a couple of big weeks coming up for the Republic. And uh, Kamawasa joined us briefly at training, the first in-person interview I've done for this podcast since this we started it. It was basically been all over Zoom or phone calls or you know various different ways. This was actually in person. And with Cam, we talk about the fact that he's actually approaching 50 career goals. It's pretty incredible. So let's get to Cam Wasson and hear his thoughts about the first couple of matches back and what to expect going forward. Cameron Iwasa, welcome back. You're the first, actually the second person to come back, but the last time we talked, it was over Skype, um, and uh, it was, what, four months ago, three months ago? Long time. And now we get the chat after uh, we, get a, we get a win against Reno. Tell me a little bit about what it was like for you to come off the bench um, in this match uh, and to bring, some, to bring some energy off the bench and then to finally get that final goal. Yeah, it's something we always talk about as a team that, you know, it's not just the starting lineup. It's not just even the guys that are in the 18. It's the whole, it's the whole group collectively that needs to make a difference. And so, um, you know, starting on the bench, the mentality was to, you know, if I got a chance, come in, try to be a spark and make something happen. And so fortunately I was able to do that. Uh, for your career, big time number, 49 Camuamis, as they've been come to know them <laughs> as, as you snicker. Uh, it was started with Camburger. I thought that was good. We we talked about it. You didn't like that one very much. Came up with a new one, Cammy Whammy. I think you like that one a little better. It's caught on a little bit more. Has a little more of a ring to it. So I'm thinking for number fifty, we gotta somehow figure out it's gotta be a big we gotta do it's gotta be a big Cammy Whammy. It's gotta be a special Cammy Whammy. What are your what are your thoughts? Number fifty coming up, that's a big deal. In all seriousness. First of all, I will agree it's better than Camburger. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh <laughs> As far as um, the milestone, I was unaware of it until after the game. Um, JJ hit me up and said that you wanted to talk about it, and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize I was kind of approaching that number. Um, you know, it's 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 cool. It's kind of, for me, it, it goes towards trying to have consistency. I think in this profession, consistency is the most important thing, and so um, to be able to consistently score goals and get towards um, 50, which is um, a pretty significant number. Yeah. Um, that's that's really cool. Um, talk to me a little bit. Let's go back to the Tacoma match. You guys give up an early goal, and I asked uh, Tomas about this. It'll be played in a later episode, but he, he mentioned something that was interesting as well. The resiliency of this team, you give up a quick goal, and then you guys bounce back immediately. How important is that for this team to be successful and to use that, the, the ability to come back quickly and, and, re, and re, re, excuse me, regroup? Yeah, it's massive. Um, for us, it's kind of that short-term memory and looking towards the future. Um, it, it works both ways as far as when we get scored on, kind of putting that behind you and you know going grinding out, trying to get the equalizer or whatever it may be. But at the same time, it's um, kind of having a short-term memory as far as um, after each game. Uh, the Tacoma game for us was disappointing um, to – you know, show that resiliency and, and build the 3-1 lead after giving up the early goal and then to to kind of squander it at the end was, was disappointing. But then to come back a week later and play against Reno, which is a great team and always one of our rivals and always right. a tough game, to come out, um, throw up a clean sheet and get out with a win, um, that's the kind of mentality we need all season long, especially with 
you know, the current circumstances, it's a condensed schedule. Um, it's a quick turnaround oftentimes. So having that short memory um, is huge for us. And you had an epic, and I mean epic, social media post after the, ma- after the match with the, with the video of you planting the flag in Reno from last year. Um, was that kind of a, yeah, we, we, we beat Reno last year. We beat them now. We're feeling good. We feel confident against this team. And, and you, I mean, as you know, you've been here a long time. Reno is a rival. They've typically gotten better of Sacramento, but the last two times you guys have been successful. Yeah, I mean, I've played a lot of games for this club over the years, and I think that game at Reno in the playoffs last year is my favorite one. Um, for me personally, especially, um, that was, you know, the obviously playoff success is more important than regular season success, at least in my eyes. And to come into Reno in a similar situation, we gave up an early goal, and to come back and win pretty big in the end, and the fact that the crowd in an away game had more of our fans than their fans and um you know somebody handed me that flag at the end of the game and i did my uh, best baker mayfield impression <laughs> and uh it was really cool i'm glad someone got that on camera yeah and it's um you know i i thought it was fitting after um getting another win against reno to throw that video back up yeah that was awesome i well i mean baker mayfield has declined a little bit <laughs> since then but we'll see what happens this year with, with the Cleveland. But, yeah, an incredible, incredible post. Um, just a great, basically an FU to, <laughs> to to Reno. But I loved it, man. I thought it was awesome. Well, you know, we've got them two in a row now. Yeah. Um, but, we get, like I said, it's a short-term memory um, with wins as well. You know, yeah. that game's behind us. Now all the focus is on this weekend going to L.A. And, you know, we've, we found out pretty quickly that no game is easy regardless of who we're playing. L.A. is another rival for us mm-hmm. and you know they're going to be fired up so going to their place we got to be ready to roll talk to me a little bit about what it's been like without fans i know it's it's so different um the first two matches being here at papa murphy's park a place that has been historically loud and popping for games what what has it been like for you well it's interesting in this league there's a lot of teams that i don't think it's too much different for mm-hmm. um i think this weekend going to la it's not gonna be too much different for us, with the fan base that we have and how electric this stadium gets, um, it's a massive difference. And it's tough because we're used to having that spark, that energy. It really gets us going. It makes every home game you know, that much easier because we have all of that coming from the fans to you know, boost us and get us going. So um, I think after two games, now it's a little bit more – the norm i guess mm-hmm. we kind of got an adjustment but it's never going to be anything like what regular season games home you know home games are for us it's just it's a completely different level that you know we have to cope with more so than other teams because our fans are better than whenever we go play elsewhere so um you know like i said it's an adjustment but it's part of being a professional is dealing with whatever circumstances you're given and uh we'll get used to it but we certainly miss it yeah absolutely and Looking back to the Tacoma match versus the Reno match, you guys were incredibly aggressive against Tacoma, and that's the, the, the style of this team. Against Reno, a little more of a composed attack, and I thought you guys were just incredible in your attack, and we talked about it before we started recording, is how many opportunities you guys have. And the exciting part is, in a 1-0 win, that that could have been 3-4 goals easily. So your defense was much, much better. And talk to me a little bit about what 
practice was like before that match and how you guys were able to focus in and, and really dial in defensively? I know you're an attacker, but as a part of it as well. Yeah, I mean, part of it is that we switched formations. We went back sure. to kind of what we're more accustomed to. Um, I think some of the guys in the back line were maybe more comfortable that way, and uh, the communication was a little bit easier yeah. in that sense. Um, from a defensive standpoint, I think that's the biggest thing is communication. And so yeah. having everybody on the same page more than anything, um, that shores it up a lot better. Yeah. Um, but on, you know, the in the grand scheme of things, a lot of it was like we just talked about earlier is the sh- short-term memory. Yeah. Like I said, we were all disappointed in the result to give up the lead and only get one point instead of three against Tacoma. But everybody put that behind us, and we came out ready to play and, you know, got a big three points. You talked about the transition in, in formations against Tacoma. It was, I believe, a three-five-two. So you had three in the back against a four-four-two uh, against uh, against Reno. Did that change the way you play at all? Does that change the way you know where guys are going to be at? Um, and I guess against Reno, who plays pretty tight man-to-man basically throughout the match, what was that difference like? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different because, like I said, I think in general we've played the. 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 sure. a lot more and so you, you definitely have a little bit more awareness of kind of what kinds of runs guys are going to make what kind of spots guys are going to be in mm-hmm. um, so that definitely helps just from a flow standpoint um, but ultimately it's I think it's it affects more the defensive side I think we get numbers forward and we get guys being creative in the final third kind of regardless of what formation we're in mm-hmm. um, I think the formation makes a bigger difference defensively so yeah like I said for the guys in the back the communication there is a lot easier and just kind of having everybody on the same page so many weapons offensively for this team you got you Derek Formella you have Sam Werner you have Villian Beach you have Carlton Belmar and one of the things that's interesting to me is in the shortened season with more matches in less period of time depth is so important now with five subs do you think that we're going to see a lot of late goals because of your guys' ability to switch it up late like we saw against Reno? I definitely think so. I think a big part of this season is managing the fitness levels, um, just given the circumstances and how long we were off and not being able to actually train or actually play. Um, Being match fit, the only way to be match fit is to play matches, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have that opportunity. We didn't have a long preseason leading into this, so... I think you've seen it in the first couple games. Legs get heavy, guys get tired, and that's going to be a big factor. So the guys that do come off the bench um, are that much more important to bring that energy, bring that spark, bring some fresh legs. And regardless of who it is, this, this past game, me and Carlton end up coming in, and you know I thought we made a, a big difference, yeah. whether it's us, whether it's um, you know whoever is coming off the bench. We know that every single guy we have – as an attacking option is a dynamic player that can create and score goals. And so that's definitely going to be an advantage for us that we have that depth, that we have that kind of power, uh, firepower. And so um, because of that, I do agree with you. I think we're going to see some late goals. Hopefully um, we can put the game away a little earlier and it's mm-hmm. not as important, but I think regardless, we are going to see some late action for sure. That handball um, after the, I think it was in the 92nd minute, um, did you see it where you were at? Were you were you able to see the angle? Because from where I was at, I wasn't sure if it was a an elbow or a shoulder. Uh, I knew it was his arm right away. Yeah, I obviously wasn't aiming for his arm. I I saw Roro kind of at the top of the box. I was trying to cut it back yeah. to him. Um, but his, I, yeah, it was a clear handball yeah. right away. Yeah, for sure. and you knew right away. I'm taking the PK, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna yeah. walk away. I want to ask too. One more thing is 
Rafa Uregi, I mean, 15 years old. This is what we talked about the first time I interviewed you was how important the academy system is for the growth of youth soccer in Sacramento. That is something you didn't have the opportunity to do. There was no youth system when you were 15 years old. How important do you think that is for guys like Hayden Sargis, Mario Panagos, and now Uregi to have this ability and these this team to essentially look up to and have an academy system in place in the future of soccer in Sacramento? Yeah, it's massive. I mean, this this town, the greater Sacramento area, there's so much talent. I can look at, you know, when I was in high school, there were so many talented players that are still playing professionally. Um, and we just didn't kind of have that opportunity to get everybody together and kind of have all the best talent in the same place. But now we do. And then, you all, you know, the academy kids, they, kids beyond Rafa are coming out and training with us quite a bit. And you can see there's a lot of talent, but... Um, there's a reason why Rafa has kind of risen to the top because the kid is not only technically gifted, he's great on the ball, he's a good athlete, but he works his butt off and he's always asking questions. You can tell the kid wants to get better. Um, he's He's got a bright future if he keeps that up, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. I know I said that was my last question, but I do have one more question. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you guys play LA Galaxy 2 this weekend in a big match. Again, another rival and a big opportunity to possibly get some space in the in Group A, depending on what happens elsewhere. Do you guys, because it's a shortened season, does every match ma- matter just a little bit more than typically when we see it in a longer USL season? Yeah, absolutely. Normal season is 34 games. That's right. what our you know original schedule was supposed to be. Um, it got shortened to 16 total games, counting the first one in March, sure. and then we, you know, 15 since the restart. Um, so essentially, each each game is worth double. Um, there's less time to get points. If you drop points, you don't have the opportunity to recover. But at the same time, if you stack some points up early, it's a lot harder for teams to catch you. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, part of the reason why that Tacoma game was so disappointing to drop two points, but coming back with the big win on Sunday, and we're going to look to keep that rolling. If we can stack up you know, a good amount of wins from this point out to to start the really start this restart. Um, it's going to be huge for us. It's going to be really hard for Reno or Tacoma or Portland to catch us if we can build a you know four or five point margin early on. One of the things I think is really interesting about this team is the fact that you guys still haven't lost a game this year. You have five points in three matches, which is technically really good. Mm-hmm. However, you guys are disappointed by the draw against FC Tulsa. You're disappointed by the draw against Tacoma because you think you should be better and should have done better. How does that speak to how much confidence this team has and how high of expectations you guys have for yourself? Yeah, definitely. It just shows the standard we have for ourselves. Um, I think on paper, if you look around at the talent we have on our team, you would expect us to be one of the better teams in the conference, in the league. And we certainly feel that way about ourselves. Um, the big thing is we can't just talk about it. We have to prove it. And so prior to Sunday, we were a team that had drawn two games. That's a very average team. That's not a great team. That's not even a good team at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we do have a wind under our belts, that's a step in the right direction. But still five points in three games is not a, it's not a top-of-the-league team. And so we, we have a long way to go to prove that we are the team that we believe we are. Well, Cam, thanks for taking the time, and uh, congrats on 49 Cami Whammies. I'm looking forward to number 50. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yep, good luck this weekend. <whistles> My thanks to Cameron Iwasa for once again joining us. He is always excellent. I love love talking to that guy, and I love the fact that he uh, lets us nickname his goals, no matter how dumb it is, which it is very dumb. I admit that. But it's also fun. Cami Whammy, we're hoping for another one this weekend for number 50 against 
Los Dos. Coming up on Thursday, we talked to Tomas Hilliard-Arce about his career and about what it's been like to be back with no fans and what his experience has been like and a lot of really good stuff. And we also get into a lot of tactical things um, that the Republic are working on. He talks about his ability to kind of mentor Hayden Sargis. And of course, it's his return to LA. Remember, he played for Los Dos for two years, also with the first team for a bit with LA Galaxy, who was the second overall pick uh, back in 2018. And he's also extremely hilarious with an, a really dry sense of humor. We talked to them also at training today. That'll come out on Thursday. He also previews a little bit of LA Galaxy for us leading up to this weekend. As always, we thank you for joining us on The Breakaway. Please rate, review, subscribe, and yeah, give us a review. Tell your friends, anybody who needs Republic content in their lives, big Republic fans, this is a one-stop shop to find out what's going on with Sacramento Republic with all sorts of interviews, as you know. So please let others know. Let's try to grow this podcast as much as we can. We appreciate it. We will see you on Thursday on The Breakaway.